0: Welcome to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. After homeschooling her nine children for more than 32 years, Pat Weslowski is now the homeschool specialist at Bryan College. She offers tips, ideas, and information that will not only enable you to homeschool successfully, but encourage you along the way. Hi, thank you for joining the show today. Today we're going to be talking about dual enrollment, a great opportunity, but not one without some dangers. As a homeschooling mom of nine, who's now the homeschool specialist at Bryan College, I'm a huge proponent of dual enrollment. After all, it makes sense to cover both high school and college material at the same time. It's an academic BOGO, and students who earn college credit in high school have less college to pay for later. In the past, when we hosted a homeschool visitation day at Bryan College, during the Q&A session, a parent will often ask the current Bryan students who were homeschooled the following question. As a homeschooled student, what was most challenging about coming to college? And what would you advise high school students to do to be better prepared? The answer is almost always that the students struggle with time constraints, planning, and scheduling. The advice they give to future students is to either be a part of a structured co-op or to dual enroll before coming to college. Homeschooling parents are often criticized for being helicopter parents, holding onto that leash far too long, on the other hand, there are parents who boot their children out of the house at a certain age, regardless of the child's maturity level, the environment, or the college. We want to raise our children so that they can successfully live independent of us, whether that's at age 16, 18, or older. Dual enrollment is a great choice for many, but not necessarily for every high school student. Because I have been homeschooling for so many years, I have many friends who finished their journey far sooner than I did, And an often heard regret by many is that they're sorry they allowed their high school students to take classes on campus at a secular college during the high school years. Whether we have the same religious perspectives or not, most of you would probably agree that the language, sexual conduct, alcohol and drug use on college campus is of concern to many. I have one friend whose son was asked to spend the night with a girl the day he met her. Before you get all hot and bothered because you believe that your child would never be negatively persuaded by his or her peers, you could be wrong and you might end up being one of those parents having regrets. Truth be told, this should be taken on a case-by-case basis. There are no clear guidelines to determine whether a child is ready for this or not. In Florida, where I previously lived, the homeschool students band together, share information on which professors to avoid and which to pursue. And for the most part, create a safe environment among themselves. We don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but we do need to take steps to ensure our students' well-being. Many homeschool students take dual enrollment classes, earning both college credit and high school credit at the same time. Assuming that your students can handle college level classes, this is a great option, but they need to be able to keep up with assignments and pass the class. However, in addition to the student readiness, there are additional facts to consider before proceeding. In some states, dual enrollment classes are offered tuition-free, so parents may be tempted to have their students enroll in college classes whether the students are ready for that level or not. Since the classes are free, they assume they have nothing to lose. However, that is not the case. If a student fails to pass a class with a certain GPA, there will be negative consequences. Many of the states that offer free or reduced dual enrollment classes often have stipulations that have to be met in order to continue receiving free or reduced tuition classes. These grants are lost if a student does not earn a high enough GPA in the class, and in some states, there's no way to regain the dual enrollment grant. If a student takes a class and does poorly, then losing the opportunity to continue taking college classes during high school for free or at a discount could be a costly mistake. Not only does the student lose the grant, but the parent could then become responsible to pay for the failed class out of pocket. Also, be aware that your student's college record will follow them whether they pass the class or not. The college GPA might or might not follow your student depending on whether they go on to attend the college where they took the dual enrollment class or not. In most cases, if your student takes a dual enrolled class at a certain college and then goes on to attend that same college after high school, the GPA will follow the student. On the other hand, if your student takes dual-enrollment classes at a college different from the college they end up attending, the credits may transfer, but the GPA may not, wiping the GPA slate clean. So when students earn college credit but receive low grades, not having the GPA transfer would be beneficial. But for the students who receive high grades, having a GPA that does not transfer could be a disadvantage. Regardless of whether the GPA transfers or not, the college record of a failed class will be included in your student's record unless the student retakes the class and passes it. Now let's talk about academic scholarships. Academic scholarships for freshmen are often determined by the student's GPA and their earned test scores, whether that's the ACT, SAT, or the CLT. However, during this year of the COVID pandemic, many colleges are choosing to go test optional. Bryan College has chosen to go test optional for now. Whether we remain that way or not is yet to be seen. So right now, Bryan College and other colleges are looking at the GPA of the students instead of their test scores. Test optional doesn't mean test blind. If your student has a lower GPA, but has earned a high test score, they can still submit that high test score. If your student has a great GPA, but they don't test so well, they're not gonna be penalized by a low test score. You won't even have to submit that. High school students who have a high GPA prior to taking DE classes could lower their GPA if they perform poorly in college classes. If a GPA is lowered to the degree that scholarships are reduced or lost, then the free classes were not so free after all. When students sign up for dual enrollment classes, the college will treat them as an adult, and you will, more than likely, not be notified in any way of your child's progress. Students can sign a FERPA, a release so that you can be notified of their concerns, but colleges will not be in contact with parents otherwise, and Even with assigned FERPA on hand, the school may not initiate any communication with a parent. You and your students should have an understanding beforehand so that you're not caught unaware of poor performance. As previously stated, many of the states that offer free or reduced dual enrollment classes often have stipulations that have to be met in order to continue receiving the free or the reduced tuition class. Be sure you weigh the advantages and know whether your student's ready for college classes or not. Stay on top of the situation so that you're not surprised by a failing grade when it's too late to do anything about it. The advantages of taking dual enrollment classes are huge for the students who pass a class, but costly for those who do not pass a class. Another concern regarding DE classes is whether the credits will transfer to another school. The answer to that question is, it depends. It depends on the school the student attends. It depends on the major the student's pursuing. There are some colleges that accept very little credit from other colleges, and there are some that will transfer almost any college credit that a student has earned. Generally, if the high school student has earned an AA, then they can take the AA with them to almost any college. Using words like generally and usually and almost any college are necessary because there are no firm set-in-stone mandates. For these reasons, I would suggest that if your students are going to dual enroll that they take basic classes that may likely be accepted at many colleges. If your student knows which college he or she plans to attend, then find out from that college which DE classes will transfer. The same is true of AP classes and CLEP credits. There are no across-the-board answers that apply to this discussion. As I mentioned earlier. One of the often heard regrets has to do with allowing high school students to attend college classes on a secular campus. The environment that students will be exposed to on a secular campus will be far different than the environment on a Christian campus. Yes, I'm well aware there are students on Christian campuses who do not live Christ-like lives, but hopefully that will not be the norm. Not only should you be careful about the curriculum used on secular campuses, especially the literature that's assigned, but the worldview of the instructor could make a huge impact on your student, especially if he or she is an atheist with a pronounced agenda to debunk Christianity. Parents should not be sheltering their students 24-7, but they do need to be careful about putting students in certain situations before they're mature enough to handle those situations. Taking online courses may be preferable to on-campus classes, but if the courses are taught at a secular campus, then the material might conflict with your beliefs depending on the class they're taking. Most homeschooling families have been so careful about making wise academic choices that it's surprising at how quickly many enroll their students in secular classes simply because of financial considerations. Please don't think I'm saying a parent should never allow students to take classes at a secular institution. Several of my children took both dual enrollment classes at a secular campus and two earned degrees from secular campuses. So this is not a black and white, always do this or never do that conversation. You know your child better than anyone. So prepare, plan, and pray that you'll have the ability to steer your students on a course that's best for their future. Two more bonus suggestions and then some advice from a friend. Suggestion number one. Your homeschooled student can graduate any time of the year, so if there are summer dual enrollment classes your student would like to take before graduating high school, they can take those classes in the summer and graduate high school in August. Suggestion number two, taking college math classes while in high school has the added benefit of improving the math scores on the college entrance exams, assuming the student does well in the class. Not only are the students completing college math credits, but their raised test scores could very well earn additional scholarships if test scores are being used for the scholarship purposes. Here's some advice from a friend. When approaching colleges about their dual enrollment policies, be polite because dual enrollment laws are often broad and vague. Each college can interpret them as they wish. Rules will change year to year, so be flexible, polite, and grateful. Make sure your child stays rooted at home and in a peer community. They're at the age where they're hungry for community, and if they don't have it at home, they'll find it where it's convenient. It's a battle worth fighting, but you have to give them something. Be careful just gathering credits. Know where your child is going from here and check in with that destination to make sure you're following their recommendations. Find people who have walked similar paths recently. Information from when their son majored in X or Y is usually irrelevant if it's been more than a few years. That's generally true of all things college. It changes year to year. That's advice from my friend Kathy. I put together a short presentation on dual enrollment, and it's on the homeschool playlist of the Bryan College YouTube channel if you'd like to find that. To dual enroll online at Bryan College, one can apply online, pay a small application fee, or use the code BRIAN, HSS, to waive that fee and provide a transcript showing the completion of the sophomore year with a GPA of 3.0 or higher. If a dual-enrollment student wants to take higher-level math classes at Brian, then he must have a score of 22 on the ACT, or comparable score on the SAT or CLT. Brian offers online classes during the fall, spring, and twice during the summer with five-week sessions. We offer a $200 scholarship per class to out-of-state students, making the cost of a three-hour class only $300. Tennessee students can receive the same scholarship once they've used the Tennessee Dual Enrollment Grant. For more information, go to www.bryan.edu forward slash DE. If you've not downloaded the free e-resource I put together to help you plan the high school years, it's available at www.bryan.edu forward slash If you would like to receive a schedule of dual enrollment courses offered at Bryan College, send me an email, pat.wesolowski, W-E-S-O-L-O-W-S-K-I, at brian.edu. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. Tune in for more episodes. If you have any particular subjects you would like the Homeschool Specialist to cover in future episodes, send an email to pat.wesilowski at brian.edu.